Greetings, my name is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. Today, we're talking to a man who has found freedom from hay fever, more energy and clarity after changing to a plant-based diet six years ago. And now Scott Alonzo, the creator of a rare po' boy, is finding great success showing others the wonderful possibilities in reimagining plants. So grab your tea and take a seat. Here's his story. Alonzo, the creator of a rare po' boy, a healthy and tasty new vegan food pop-up in Houston. He has an inspiring personal testimony about how a plant-based diet has changed his life. Thank you for joining us, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing great. Appreciate you for having me. Thanks for joining us. I know you're, you've been really busy popping up everywhere, so I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to sit down and chat with us. Yeah, I mean, I've just been picking it up, keeping the momentum going. I've been doing it for like 90 days on the 31st of October, so just doing things to uh, keep the brand expanding and keeping people familiar with it and enjoying those interactions with people. Yeah, that's cool. So so you're currently in Houston, but is this where you're originally from? Uh, no, I'm originally from New Orleans. Okay. So what are your thoughts on Houston's vegan culture and how does it compare to where you're from, New Orleans? Um, I mean, I, it's been a while since I've been in New Orleans. I'm kind of like in and out, but I know a vegan scene is growing out there now. I think it's probably like the same thing. Like it's just emerging. It hasn't really, really maintained its roots just yet. It's like something that's emerging. And so it's exciting to see people coming together and expanding and stepping out of the vegan curious into the actual lifestyle and watching the community build. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been vegan and what inspired you to embrace this lifestyle? I've been vegan for close to six years now and um, it started with health and um, I used to get allergies real bad like hay fever and stuff like when I was um, living in Germany and just traveling a lot it really caused me to just be affected by different types of pollen. And I started um, researching on what led to like sneezing and stuff, and it was saying mucus. And then I looked up what helped um, mucus um, develop and stuff. And it was like milk is like the biggest uh, trigger for having mucus and everything. So I um, I cut out dairy and figured out how to make mac and cheese from like um, cashews and potatoes and stuff like that. And I made it taste just like mac and cheese. And um, that was just like, I was hooked after that, just kept evolving it. I didn't just go cold turkey, but every um, year I just started evolving it and shaping it. So so you you had some allergy issues and you realized that milk was a contributor to those things. And so you kind of switched up a little bit um, and slowly, gradually started eliminating things after that. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any allergies anymore, too. Did you notice, have you noticed anything else, like, that has made a difference 
as you've eliminated things? Yeah, like just as I kept eliminating things, the more energy I had, the better clarity. Um, I slept better. Mm-hmm. Um, it just led to like, a, I felt like I was reprogramming. Like, I mean, it is when you're forming a new habit in your brain, it's like you're, you're forming new pathways and stuff and those things are strengthened over time. And I just felt like that was happening. I, I kind of got to experiment with that whole process of forming a new habit and reprogramming my brain to how to take things. Because mm-hmm. I used to be against um, eating plants at first. Like I had a friend when I was in New York who was vegan, and I was like, I don't know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. And now I've been doing it for six years. So I think he's not even vegan anymore. To be. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so y'all got to switch places? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what were some of the biggest challenges you faced in making this this gradual transition? I don't know. It's been a, a good journey. I mean, I, I I think it's probably, like, good for me that I knew how to cook. I'm a chef, and I, um, I was working at Whole Foods at the time, and um, I had access to all these different things, and I, it was just easier for me. I think I was um, in the right position. It was just divine timing. Because I think a big part about it for some people is that they don't know how to prep the meals or go about doing those things because everything kind of super processed and you can just grab something real easy in the um, animal product field versus the plant sector is just now developing. Mm-hmm. So what were some of your, um, you, you said, you mentioned that you were kind of against the lifestyle in the beginning uh, when your friend was vegan. What were some of the apprehensions you had about it? Uh, just ignorance. Like I really didn't, it was just like that's initial response to anything new. It was like unfamiliar. Your brain immediately shut it down just because that's just what it does. So I didn't. Have, I didn't really know. It was just that unfamiliar at the time, especially in the early two thousands. It was like nothing around that you can be like, oh, this is a veggie burger or all these new excited things we have now. Especially like um, you can make um, like I make um watermelon into tuna like people wasn't talking about that in the early 2000s like just (laughs) reimagining plants yeah that's pretty creative right there so did you have any support as you were making your transition or was it just you just figuring it out it was just me figuring it out like no one um i mean still to this day like nobody's um really in my family like on board with, with the vegan lifestyle everybody eats meat my daughter is like the only one who wants to try, but um, you know her mother is not into it, so she like feel like as a child she wouldn't be able to gradually do it. But yeah, it's, it's still it's just me. It's just getting people to understand that that's actually like the key. So how did when you were making this transition? How what was your um, the response from your family and friends? Um, just like. Did this think you're not going to be able to eat anything? It's like, what are you going to eat? How are you going to survive? How are you going to get your protein? How are you going to, you know, it's just all these little preconceived notions of what they think um, your diet is supposed to be or where you're supposed to get your nutrients from. It's just throwing all those fears on you. It's just like basic stuff. It's never nothing like like scientific or anything they can really say. It's just uh, propaganda that they hear. Mm-hmm. So how did you, um, what what were some of the things that you had to do to kind of help them uh, understand the process? I didn't really 
buy into it. Like, I, I'm really, like, honing in. If I want to do something for myself, especially if I see the results working, I just go for it. I don't really take, I don't listen to the outside noise too much. Because, mm-hmm. like, now, I mean, I, I see them getting sick. And so, granted, I wasn't getting sick like that even when I was eating meat. But, like, my health is, like, way better and you can just see it and feel it in my energy. I don't have to deal with, like, during those times, you're more prone to, like, depression and all those things like that. So now I don't even have to deal with it. It's more easier to get back to a zen place and balance, I feel, because it's not polluted and my body doesn't have to overwork itself, breaking down meats and cheeses and stuff. So you just live your life as an example, and if they choose to follow, then that's right. what they do, right? Yeah, I never try to force it on anybody, because, you know, it's almost like a religion nowadays. Like, you trying to get people to adopt your way of thinking is always going to be met with some type of rejection. I'm like, look, you go see, it's a marathon. you go see where I'm at, and I'm going to see where you at. So one of the things that, um, one of the biggest questions we always get is like, so if you're not eating meat, what are you eating? Can you like give an idea of what what your daily meals look like? Yeah, it's evolved over time. At first, it was more so on a vegan curious side, where I was like eating things that's closer to what I was used to. Like I was just anything. Like my favorite dish was like nachos or something. But now, six years in, it's kind of going to a more mono diet, to where it's just like one type of thing. Like I really eat a lot of blueberries. Like, I love blueberries. I love um, dates mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's more more on the fruitarian side. Mm-hmm. Um, if I do want to create something like a, a full-on tr- traditional dish, it's like I eat zucchini noodles with, like, a walnut ground beef that I make and make uh, spaghetti out of it. I actually mm-hmm. made that last night. That sounds like uh, kind of like a raw, you're mostly raw type of diet. Yeah, um, that's the um the goal now is to get all the way to the raw level. I mean, I still eat um cooked foods and stuff like that. A lot of my dishes for my a rare po' boy are for the vegan curious. So it's more on the um fried side and more appetizing. I mean, not I mean raw food is appetizing, but you, it's like a acquired taste. Mm-hmm. But um. It's more so for the vegan curious, what my own pop-ups are about. Mm-hmm. So how do you um, how do you handle social situations as a vegan, like going out with your friends or going to parties and different social events? I mean, when I go out and I just know not, I'm probably not going to have anything to eat. And then and when people hear that you're vegan, you're going to get hit with the, the typical questions like, are you a vegan or... That's not even as a man. They're like that's not how men's supposed to eat. You need to eat meat as a man. I'm like that's. I don't know. Where you heard that from? And it's just like those little yeah. things. It's just you know. I just isolate myself a little bit. That was one of the awesome things about the. I don't know if you saw the documentary, The Game Changers, like turning that notion, uh, that myth on its head that you know, not eating meat is is like not something that men do because you see all these big strong men and they're performing more powerfully with the vegan diet yeah it's like i don't people just uh it's just social conditioning like everybody's been 
taught and programmed to do the same thing for years and it's been indoctrinated by our family and stuff. So it just is a lot that we don't know. I think the more we realize that we don't know anything, the more we'll be open to any type of um, new idea. Mm-hmm. And like it's all kind of ways you can get protein from, from plants. It's a, all different types of varieties and sources and get your iron from sarsaparilla and um, right now I'm doing a fast right now though so I'm not really doing anything but mm-hmm. I have this um keg and water that I'm drinking so I'm doing keg and water for like seven days mm-hmm. and that help like reset your body and produce all mm-hmm. type of new cells. So we're so so November just started the holiday season is upon us. It's a a big time for gathering and celebrating with others and traditionally it's these dinners that are centered around me. You've been doing this for a while, six years. How have you navigated this this terrain with the plant-based lifestyle? Uh, I'm a weirdo. I don't uh, celebrate holidays. Okay, so you're, you don't have to deal with your family celebrating, like going to dinners and things like that. And like, just me and my kids will do some stuff and I cook for them and but my thing with holidays is like those are the things you're supposed to do every how you get excited about life on those days whether it's your birthday or a holiday that's supposed to be life you're supposed to wake up feeling like that so i don't really get into that because i just feel like that's one of those social cues where they get us um in a hurry mentality and people Mm -hmm. get depressed and stuff that they left out of that Mm -hmm. okay well that's one less stress Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of there's a lot of pressure around the holidays mm-hmm. to for things to go a certain way and to do certain things that can definitely get people into a uh, into a not so holiday type of spirit. So, what advice would you have for someone who's thinking about going vegan or maybe it's just getting started in the process? For the people who are vegan curious, like just think of your favorite go to dish that you've been eating your whole life and find a um a vegan way to prepare yourself and then that's going to help you get your subconscious to understand that it's possible and then it's going to be rewarded because it's something that you always whether it's nachos or something like that you learn how to make a vegan cheese and you get like all these type of vegetables and guacamole on top and then you just start realizing that you can eat something outside just chewing on a carrot mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah just find something you like Transform it with a um a plant replacement and and keep going from there. You know, it's not a it doesn't have to be cold turkey. You can just evolve it over time and just reward yourself. But you're gonna you're gonna notice the difference right away, but from energy and mood and focus. Yeah, I agree. Like um, transforming your plate is just all about being creative and. I think sometimes it can be even more, well, actually, I would say most times it's way more exciting than what tradi- a traditional plate would look like. Yeah, it's um, I, that's a big part why I love um eating vegan is because of the creativity part. It's like, trans- it's like an alchemist almost, how we can just transform a, a vegetable. And that just shows that the culinary part of it is just, it's all about the preparation and the ingredients. It's not about that. None of the flavor comes from the, the meat or anything. It's all about the infusion of whatever you're trying to do with it. And you can pretty much, you know, plants being majority water is more malleable and more 
open to like being transformed versus me. You only can do so much with it. So what are some of your favorite inspirational resources? As far as like books or anything? Or? Right, like things related to the your plant-based journey. Um, it's all been, like I get cookbooks and stuff um, that I've gotten. This one from uh, this vegan food truck in New York called Cinnamon Snail. It's called Street Vegan. They got a really good cookbook that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, but for like researching and studying, it's like I watch chefs and see how they do certain things, but I don't have like a go-to mentor mm-hmm. for veganism. Mm-hmm. It's all been like inward and what works for me. I've heard of the cinnamon snail. I uh, I think I, I I was listening to some business podcasts and they were interviewing the owner about. Uh, I think they're are they a food truck? Yeah, they're a food truck. I thought the name was pretty pretty interesting too. Right, because I was like when I was first getting into like the idea of having a business, so I was just studying um successful uh, vegan uh, businesses and that was one of them and it was doing the vegan donuts and I was thinking about coming up with like a, a vegan cronut and just like thinking about different things because I know I just wanted to do one thing and do it well and then evolve it over time so mm-hmm. and those those were one of my references was cinnamon snail. So tell us a little bit more about your your pop-up restaurant um, it's a rare po' boy, as we were saying earlier, and it's uh, based on me being from New Orleans, I feel like it's a popular meal. It's a staple dish in, uh, in my city, so just having that as a, um, a way to transform something that's familiar into a plant-based version, and I can speak to it being from New Orleans, so a lot of my recipes are little slangs or artists or different things that go on in New Orleans that people may know or not know. And it's a way for me to inform about New Orleans history, also elevating that history by infusing it with a plant-based uh, perspective on it. Yeah, it's real cool. So I have um, a couple of types. The most popular one was my Cash Money Poor Boy, was inspired by Cash Money Records. And um, mm-hmm. it's like avocados. I do some fried green tomatoes, um, cilantro aioli on a bit of arugula. And it's just with some bread that's made with spell flour. Um, and it's just really good. And I, I just come out with new ones every pop-up. I try to keep inventing a new one and taking different plants and transforming them in a way people haven't thought about it. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some of your uh, posts on your different varieties. You are pretty creative with the Poe Boys. That's, that's pretty cool. Thank you. So you, you started a successful pop-up to help people access healthy and tasty food. What's the next big thing you hope to accomplish in health and wellness? Um, I mean, I'm all about like, I have like a big plan of like moving things more towards the raw side, alkaline side. I wanna have like a a mobile storefront and, uh, and give people all type of different products that they can have access to possibly doing like a actual restaurant build out where you can dine in. Um, I want to do my own type of markets and stuff and just like introduce a, a niche group of vendors that can grow and build a community together and help each other accelerate into like bigger things. And like all that, everything that's aligned with having a pop-up, I want to 
try to integrate all those things together. Mm-hmm. But right now it's just making really cool pole boys right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So where can we find you um, popping up? Um, you can follow my IG. I post all my um, events and locations on there at Arrera Pole Boys underscore pop up. And um, I'm normally at Mystic Market on Wednesdays. Um, Saturdays, I'm going to be at Social Beer Garden. And then I have like some dates that I, I if I come across some new vendor markets, I'll infuse those into my schedule. But those are like my mainstays of those two locations. And are there, do you have any other, uh, are there any other social uh, uh, sites or websites that people can reference to find out more about you and your mission? Um, I'm working on my website. It's, it was, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down because I'm just constantly like refining it. So it's down right now, but it is a, a rareplace.com. So it's not um, live just yet. So Okay. So it's something to bookmark so we can check it, check back in later. And is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you would like to talk about so far? Just, uh, I'm pretty sure you can agree on this too, just how to diet is, is so important. Just me being, the biggest thing I learned being immersed into this uh, lifestyle is just how to diet really helps open everything else up. Like there's more connections from the stomach to the brain than the brain to the stomach. It just, so it just shows how much of a, a regulator it is. And, and people, like I, I talked to like my own parents or something and they said like food isn't determined how long you live and like that kind of ignorance is it's crazy to me but it really it's the most important part about how you feel your day how you feel your mindset how you able to unlock certain things within yourself is all about the fuel so the cleaner the fuel you can put in your body is really what it comes down to mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm really passionate about veganism is there um would you have any like tips for people who are may not know like how to access like the cleanest ingredients? Um, I mean, you can. Uh, it all depends on the degree you're trying to do. Like, so if you just want to just get cleaner produce, just go to like farmers markets. Try to go as local as possible, and um, and and just check your sources and don't always believe um if something's organic just because it has the the labeling on it it doesn't mean that that's what it is cuz there's all kind of loopholes out there to make something state certified or um federal certified i i i do think that it's important that people are aware of what they're eating and and that they aim to eat you know clean foods that are minimally processed or not processed at all. So I, I'm glad you brought that, that point up. Yeah. Like stay away from that. That's the big thing I'm worried about now with with uh, plant-based uh, industry growing the way it is. It's like they're going to be creating all these new um, faux things. It's like allowing them just to just do chemical-based everything. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. diabetes and obesity still is going to be a problem because people are just going to be eating vegan junk food that's mm-hmm. filled with mm-hmm. super processed stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's a good point, too, because uh, uh, there's like a big buzz right now over things like the Impossible Burger and the Beyond Burger. And, um, you know, I think they're good transition uh, foods for people who are just trying to make that those first steps, but definitely not something you want to just hang on to long term. Uh, 
because um, I think food should be simple and ingredients should be simple. And if you don't understand things or the ingredient list is way, <laughs> takes a little time to read, it shouldn't be complicated. Like heavy, heavy soy, which is down the road, it's going to be like one of those things where packages going to have to say soy free because they discovering all these new things that's um, about the long term impacts of eating soy. Yeah, I think, you know, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, everybody has to do their own research and just involve, involving in knowledge as, as you grow, as you grow along and you go along your journey. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 you're not going to know all the answers. You're not going to have like a, a go-to book that's going to help you figure it out. It's just one day at a time. Like, I didn't really know where to start. I just started with just mac and cheese. It evolved into a whole vegan pop up. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool because a lot of people, um, you started with the with the dairy, and um, that's usually one of the hardest things that people are able to give up uh, the cheese. Yeah, I used to love cheese and sour cream, but waking up and you can't breathe and you coughing up mucus is not the wave. So yeah, that's pretty cool that you you were able to identify exactly what was causing causing your ailments and to make that change and see the result. Yeah, there's no way to deny that. Like once you switch your diet up, you're definitely going to see results. And well, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to chat with us about the rare Poboy pop up and your health transition, your wellness journey, and just making that change step by step and dropping advice gems along the way for others who may be thinking about taking this journey or might have some difficulties along the way. Um, I guess we'll see you at the next pop-up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate Um, Like, I know everybody has a story to tell. I, sometimes I just don't feel like my story is really that captivating or interesting, so I appreciate you even taking the time to put me on your platform. Well, I appreciate you, like I said, taking time out. And your story, I'm sure, will inspire many people. Um, you're doing a lot of great things, and I appreciate all that you do to make Houston a better food scene. <laughs> all right, no problem. Thank you. Thanks again, Scott, for taking the time to speak with us. We love the creative things you're doing with the plant-based culture. And everyone out there, if you ever get the chance to try a rare po' boy, make sure you try the Broadview sandwich. Um, it's one of his latest creations, and it's definitely one of the best. Now it's time for the food of the show. Today's food are avocados. Avocados are a nutrient-dense, pear-shaped fruit with a rich, creamy flavor. Avocados are available in many varieties. The most popular is the Haas variety. Avocados contain nearly 20 vitamins and minerals in every serving. Avocados are a good source of potassium. These significant levels of potassium make avocados a powerful fruit in the fight against hypertension. Avocados can help keep your eyes healthy. They contain carotenoids, which are known to protect eyes against cataracts, eye diseases related to age, and macular degeneration. They also are a good source of vitamin C, E, B vitamins, vitamin K, and folate. Avocados are high in fat, but
but it's monosaturated fat, which is a good fat that helps lower bad cholesterol. Avocados also contain fiber, which help you feel full longer. When shopping, always select fresh, ripe avocados with no dark spots. They will have dark green skin and will be tender to touch. Do not refrigerate avocados unless they are ripe. If you want to speed the ripening process, you can put them in a brown paper bag away from direct sunlight. Ripe avocados will stay up to three to four days in the refrigerator. If you want to store an avocado half, it is best to squeeze lemon juice on it to avoid browning. As we all know, avocados are awesome as guacamole, but they can also be used in salads, soups, tacos, and garnished for breakfast items and sandwiches, and they can even be used in smoothies. Now it's time for today's plant-based news and notes. The Beyond Burger is now available in Costco warehouses across the U.S. The big box store is selling eight patty packs for $14.99. And right now, it's only available in select states as it rolls out across the country. Those states include Texas. I would suggest calling your local Costco ahead of time to make sure it's in stock before you head down to make your purchase. And now for some good news. Moving on the topic near and dear to my heart, and that's healthy hospital food. Hospital patients in New York are guaranteed a plant-based option under a new law. The state passed the landmark bill to offer plant-based food in hospitals back in March, and the governor just signed it into law on December the 6th. As the year wraps up, Plant-Based News has launched its vegan 2019 documentary on YouTube. The film tracks the progress of the vegan movement and the challenges it has faced over the past 12 months. The documentary provides a deep dive look into why and how plant-based diets are rising to prominence, reflecting on some of the most significant vegan moments from the year. So we're looking at the growing awareness of meat production's environmental impact due to catastrophes like the Amazon rainforest fires, the rapid growth of the plant-based meat industry, and the steadily growing leagues of plant-based athletes. It's been quite a year indeed. Thank you for listening to the Plant to Change My Life podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, subscribe wherever you listen, and leave us a comment. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at plantschangemylife.com. You can follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and Facebook. And head on over to plantschangemylife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. We also have Plants Change My Life t-shirts that you can purchase to support our mission. Respect and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace. Plants change my life. Plants change my life. Plants change my life. Plants change my life. Plants change my life.